Spawnerly is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. What's good, everybody here in Bukaka? We have a fantastic, super dope interview with the chief creative officer from Roll7, John Ribbons, rocking with us here on Spawn on Me to talk all about Ali Ali World. How you doing, John? How's things? I am good, Khalif. How are things in Bukaka? Oh, Bukaka is sunny and warm and full of delight. Uh, because my knees hurt from riding up and down the half pipe in Ali Ali world. It has been a glorious, glorious day. I, of course, I've been playing the game for review uh, and getting ready for, for launch for all of you. I'm super excited to hear, you know, your thoughts about you know you're on the eve of this thing launching you've been doing it for a long period of time you've been getting all of radlandia together uh and now radlandia and Bracago get a chance to hang out together how are your thoughts about you know launching uh ali ali world oh man i'm just super excited it's uh as you say it's been three years in the making yeah um and it's i mean it's an interesting one this time around right because there's been um that covered thing you might have heard about so we've not even been to shows and stuff this year. Like hardly anyone has actually, you know, got hands on with the game until, I don't know, I guess now as the world starts turning and it starts to gradually come out in all the different regions, like people are going to get their hands on it. So I'm super excited, super excited to see what people think. So, you know, before we jump directly into to Ali conversations, because I'm, I'm dying to hear your thoughts about just like all the bits that went into making this game so gorgeous and beautiful and fantastic. How are you and the team doing? You talked a little bit about, um, you know, working through COVID. You talked a little bit about the work you've been doing uh, in the space for a while. How are you and the team doing, you know, uh, you know, thinking about, you know, launching the game and, and, and finally doing it, working through all of the, the bits that went through the pandemic and all that? We're good. We are good. It's been, we delivered this game without any crunch. So, like, not to say that all the hours that people worked and the hours they were working were not, like, tough hours full of hard work um but it's been nice to get through it and not have you know destroyed ourselves in the process um and obviously it's that weird thing right because there's a bit of a delay between finishing a game and then the game appearing out to the world so we've actually been uh, we've been hard at work on the, the first dlc wow. uh, for the last couple of months um so we kind of we finished up on the main game in the last year and then we dived straight into that but that's been super fun because you know DLC, you've answered all the hard questions and now you can just have fun with the world that you've made. So it's uh, that's been good. It's been nice to have that like time to chill out and get creative in the in the world that we've made. So, you know, we we've had, you know, roll seven folks by and and, and they've got a chance to hung, hang out with you all and, and talk a little bit about, you know, <clears throat> the origins of where Ali Ali World kind of came from. Um, but mm -hmm. now we're in this really cool spot, like you kind of talked about. We're like right before launch. We're right in that spot where everyone else who is not in the gaming industry and who's been playing it for review uh, is going to be able to put their hands on the game. Uh, for the folks who, who are listening for the first time might have missed our earlier conversation with, with the team. Give the folks at home a little bit more information about what Ali Ali World is and, and what they should be uh, experiencing. Okay, so Ali Ali World is the third game in the Ali Ali series, and this time we wanted to build an actual world, like so, not just make a 
good combo system and a bunch of mechanics and like score chasing, we really wanted to make it a place. Um, and so Oli Oli World is set in Radlandia. It's an island. Everything revolves around skateboarding. Kind of everyone kind of skates or is part of skateboarding in some way or, or a big muscly seagull. I don't know, like one of the two. <laughs> and um, like these, these uh, celestial beings that have created Radlandia. Um, and the skate wizard is the the conduit between the, the skate gods and the people of Radlandia. And the current skate wizard is retiring. Um, and so this ragtag crew of Dad and Mike and Suze, who I think might be on the screen right now, um, they're like starting these trials to try and find out who could be the next skate wizard. And obviously it's your video game. So chances are the next skate wizard is you. Um, and so you go off on this quest with this, this group, this crew of four people, uh, to kind of explore Radlandia, meet the skate gods, and um, go on a bit of an adventure, basically. I, I, I've been digging through because I, as a person who has played each of the games and has seen the evolution of, of the game in, in a much broader sense, because I was there day one with, with the first Ali Ali game. And now see like Pixel Town. It was not. I mean, I, the thing that I keep thinking about is there's such a huge leap here from what that first game was to what Ali Ali World is now. Um, and 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 not only just moving from you know again kind of more of a two D pixel art art style to this fully fleshed out three D world where we're, you're seeing all these characters come to life and you're seeing all the ways that you can you know tackle these these stages has has evolved when i i just want to hear the conversation about like when you decided that you wanted to move from the original kind of design style to where we landed now how how did the team kind of come to that was that a thing where folks were like you know we have a really good space here and we feel comfortable where we are this is maybe going to be something that we're a little bit scared to do or was this a thing when when you were like concepted it out and you were like all right here's where we want to kind of nail from an art direction perspective where folks just like hell yeah this is where we're going to go this is what the next iteration this is going to be and how excited was the team to kind of like dig into that new new challenge <laughs> i don't know if it was hell yeah straight away <laughs> i think <laughs> i think it was sort of I said, okay, so it doesn't. I don't want to sound confident. Like I, I think we, I think we went into it knowing like we could do a really good job of like the combo system and the mechanics and the challenges and like that stuff. We've done it twice before. It was like we can grow it. Yeah. Um, the scary bit was definitely like let's tell a story and create a world. And then like we've been talking about doing like a an art style that looks like a comic book. We've been talking about that since 2015. Like we started prototyping the game in 2019. But it was 2015, we were actually talking, being like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to try and make it look like a something out of a comic book? Um, so no, I think the start of it was like, oh shit, how do we make it look like a comic book? Um, <laughs> then, you know, as, as, as we started to figure out how to do it, I think that's the point where you'd have those like, hell yeah moments where, you know, one of the character team would like add some new customization stuff and you'd go in and like suddenly there's like new hats or like, you could like change the sliders and change your body shape and all that kind of stuff. And like every time those things got added or every time we had a new world and there's trees walking around in the background, like hanging out with their friends or whatever, <laughs> like those points along the way, I think were like the hell yeah moments of being like, Oh, this is so cool. This has gone in or 
oh, somebody mentioned this random thing on a call like three weeks ago, and now it's there in the game for me to look at. Like, I think we kind of grew in, I don't know, confidence that we could do it as we went along. Initially, it was just like, oh my God, how are we going to do this? And then like, as it started to come together, I think that's when people started to, people on the team started to really get into it and like start throwing ideas in there and adding all the weird stuff that you see now. Yeah. I love the fact that the the art style has been the first thing that people have kind of come to and say, wow, this is beautiful. This is stunning in the way that it is. Like, I think when we talk about the kind of um, the way the space has been, the industry has been pretty rough, I think, over the past couple of years. I think, you know, the world also is, you know, losing its collective shit in, in lots of different ways, too. But I feel like when I came yep. to this game and got a chance to boot it up for the first time, not even when I was in the first preview event and I'd seen stuff and I was like, all right, cool. I know I have a feeling about what this is like. I was hit with just like joy uh getting a chance to, to to first like log in and play this um and i feel like oh, that's amazing and i feel like the thing that i love about what roll seven does is that it, all the games you put out is about this unmitigated joy is that a thing you feel that is also a thing that runs through the company too? this want to provide joy? Like I know that there's, there's, there's competitiveness in this game, but I feel like the mm -hmm. running narrative, you know, or at least the running feeling around this game that I get a chance to absorb is joy. I'd love to hear your thoughts about like, how does that kind of like permeate through the company too, and the way it kind of infuses itself into the game? You know, I've watched a lot of streams and read a bunch of reviews today, man. And I'm like, what you just said, like, absolutely made my day more than anything else I've read today. That's uh, uh, that's so cool to hear. Um, yeah, I think like there was there was like a change, right? With Oli Oli One and Two, I think uh, some people played it, got good enough to play it good, and then then maybe had some of that joy. And I think a bunch of people played it and went, man, I suck at this game, and then like, maybe bounced <laughs> off it. And so I think the biggest thing going into this one was it started off by being like we want to be more we want to be more welcoming and really that was just the gameplay initially right we were like we want to make a game that holds your hand because the end game of Oli Oli all three of them is hard and like we're like we're going to hold your hand to start with and give you the stabilizers and like push you down the street gently and then we're not going to let you go until quite far in and hope that you feel more people feel like a badass right yeah. Um, but I think that kind of, it's interesting, like you start off with like a couple, uh, like pillars of design, right? So like one was exploration and one is like mastery and one was welcoming. We were like, want to make the game welcoming. And I think it started off being about the gameplay, but it's something that like everyone has run with, whether that's the narrative team or the level designers or the artists or like the audio guys, like everyone kind of like took on that, like, let's make a thing that's welcoming, right? So then you had suggestions, like, well, whoever you are, you should be able to dress like that and like represent yourself in the game because that would be welcoming. And it's like, yes, yes, we should do that. Um, you know, like we should just let you finish levels and move on. Like challenges can be optional. And if you want to, you can do them. Like, yes, that would be welcome. We should do that. So I think that kind of want for more people to have a good time with the game is something that permeated like a lot of the design and art and narrative choices that we made. Um, and I guess you kind of always wonder, like, I, I really hope people like that we did that. And they're not <laughs> like, no, I wish you just punished me more than you did in the last two games. Um, 
So now it's awesome to hear you like you say brought you joy, right? And you feel like there's joy in there because that's that's totally what we set out to do at the start. So that's awesome. I mean, I, for me right now, Ali Ali World is my <clears throat> is my go to bed game. So I think I think I, I have <laughs> I have like interesting ways that I play stuff. So like I remember very very specifically of saying, you know, because I'm I'm also a weirdo. Like I like horror movies that are really blood bloods and guts, but I also love chill ass music and skating down the half pipe in the same <laughs> vent. So like this has now become my go to bed game, which I think is also really telling for me. But I think, you know, you talking about the want for making this game more welcoming. I think that to me really came through, especially in the way you do your tutorials, which I thought was extremely important to be able to get more people into the fold for a game like this. What did you learn from one and two that kind of came into Ali Ali world that was like, if we want to build this game, this, this uh, user base, we want to get more people to play this. We need to land this part. What were some things you found out, you and the team, that were like, we need to make sure this is in here. We need to make sure that this is a part of the experience to make sure that people feel like they're getting the best versions of this. Uh, <laughs> you know like when you get to play a board game at a friend's house and they just read you the whole rule book in one go and then they're like, right, let's play. And you're like, wait, what? Like, that's kind of what we did with the first or the other game. We're like, here's everything you need to know. And then we just go, go, do it. Yeah. Um, people are like, yo, I, I forgot like half the stuff you just said, but now I'm, what the hell? Um, and so I think part of it was going like, we can build this tutorial across the whole game. Like, we can introduce all the bits gradually. And obviously, we're not, Oli Oli's not a game where you unlock. You don't like unlock the wall ride and now you can do it. And then like right. uh, now you can jump higher or push faster or whatever. Like you can do all of the stuff from the very first level, but it's just like whether you can actually physically do it. Um, and so I think the mindset was like, if you played the first two games and you destroyed those games, like it's fine. You're going to pick this up and you're just going to be like, pow, 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 like yeah. manuals and all of the stuff. There's still a whole bunch of things you've never seen because we added them in this one and you're going to learn them along the way. Right. But yeah. You can just jump in and have a good time but there's a whole bunch of people who are maybe going to pick this one up and not have played the other ones because i was a much younger man when those other ones came out and it's been a while and, you know maybe you were gosh man if you're 22 and buying this game now you were 15 when the last one came out so it's been a while if you're 15 you um, should not be listening to my show anyway i need you to be a little bit older <laughs> <laughs> i cuss a lot no no 15 year olds watching this one of me anyway <laughs> Um, so yeah, just kind of being like, for those people, those, you know, 12 year olds who were five when the last game came out, like, we're gonna teach this thing to you a bit more gradually. And like, hopefully, hopefully when you play through it, because we teach you really gradually, you're 17 levels in being like, this is easy. Um, which is the opposite experience of what you would have had if you played all the early two. You'd have been 15 levels in like, oh geez, this is hard. Um, so it's a lot, it's a much longer game. There's a lot more levels in it and we take a lot more time to kind of teach you. Um, yeah. I, I, I think the thing that I found most interesting was not only how the tutorial system worked and, and, and building that into it, but speaking also to the conversation around, again, opening the tent for more folks to be able to come to it, both old players and new, 
was around customization, which I you have just blown my mind with all the customization that is in this game. I love how <laughs> um, even within you know you know the 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 assets that went out with the game initially for folks to kind of review and use like i just love the way that the characters come through on 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 the conversation like seeing this one character with the hijab on you know being my like which was my character when i played during my run um nice. you know and, and use that as as my uh customization part just made me really happy what was the conversation that went along that too to see like how do we again make sure more folks just visually are represented through the work that you put out into the game like i mean again it comes back to that welcoming thing right and like you know when you were saying how did it how do things come together like customization i think is one of the scarier things that we decided we were going to do um we've never like Lazily, the game, the, the game we did before this, it has customization, but you kind of pick a whole model. You're not like, you can't chop and change and choose bits and bobs. Um, so it was really scary going into doing this. And um, like the the folks that worked on the customization stuff uh, on Ollie Ollie World, like just did an amazing job of facilitating so much creativity from other people. You know, there'd be people on the scene who'd be like, oh, like I kind of, when I work out, I kind of wear like a like a yoga top with a t-shirt over the top or whatever. And they'd be like, okay, cool, we'll get that in. We'll try and get that in. You know, and people would be like, oh man, like we kind of kind of got to have hijabs. Like, of course they got to go in. And it's like, okay, well, we'll try and figure out how to do that. And um, well, like, it's got to be a bee costume. You should be able to wear a huge onesie that makes you look like a bumblebee. And like, all right, <laughs> that sounds really hard. We'll try and figure out how to do that. Um, but yeah, it kind of snowballs, right? As soon as you're like, let's try and get as much stuff in so people can be themselves, you either show it to people or people on the team are like, oh, it, 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 all kinds of stuff. Like people are going like, I don't actually have any hair and there's not an option to turn all the hair off and be like, oh yeah, hold on, we should let you do that. Like, but, I, but I want to have a beard with that. I'm like, ah, okay, well wait, they were connected. Now I'll cut them apart. Um, <laughs> but it's been cool. It's been really cool, A, seeing people just... Like, obviously, I've been watching a couple of streams. It's so funny. Gets to the end of the intro and it does the bit where it's like, and it randomizes your character. And people are like, oh, wait, I get to build my character. And then, like, that's the next, like, half an hour of the stream. It's just people going, like, oh, oh, this, this, and like, no, this hair. And like, oh, no, it's this hair. I have to change all my outfits and match my hair or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> cool. I, I feel so justified now because I definitely, whenever I had to, like, pick it up, even just, like, just playing the game to, like, test a challenge or something that's been put in. And I'd be like, well, I should probably change my outfit for this. And you waste like 20 minutes just choosing a new outfit before you even start playing the game every time. I It's the reason why I don't actually stream the game before I make my character, because my stream would literally be for about an hour going through and doing customization. I think I think my wife walked in when I first booted it up and she's like, you've been doing that for like 45 minutes. I was like, look, I have to find the right legs. You know, leave me alone. I need the right legs to go with this skirt. And this skirt has to kind of match the hijab because if it doesn't, then I'm going to look whack on the street when I'm trying to do everything I need to do. But I love the fact that there is so much customization as you get right off the bat, which I love. And then starting to work through the, the challenges because I know, my God, I was trying to get that hat with the two cans on the side for about like hours. <laughs> Um, the Hydra it, helmet. Yeah, but it felt really rewarding when I was like, 
I finally got that thing and now I can show that off. And then hopefully, especially with the way you've done like small touches, like loading screens and, and being able to see, you know, other characters that were made throughout the game. Like I want someone to be like, oh crap, he got that Hydra helmet. How the hell did he get that? What was that thing? When you're thinking about building, you know, some of those layers into the challenges system as well, which has expanded, you know, since the, the second, first and second game, what were some ideas that, that kind of evolved from seeing how people were kind of tackling that, uh, that wound up finding itself into Ali Ali world? Um, okay, so on the one side with the customization, it's, um, I mean, let's be honest, we made it way bigger than we thought we were going to make it. We were like, you should have some brands you get at the start so you can make something that's you. And they're kind of, you know, there's kind of like a streetwear and then the kind of um, almost like workwear type stuff. And then there's just the face melter, which is just colorful. And we're like, every zone after that should have a brand from that zone that feels like it comes from the zone um and as, as things do in making video games like that shit just kind of grew legs and started running all over the place and suddenly all the brands have got loads and loads of things in them um but really just trying to like obviously no none of the stuff you unlock in the game like has any nothing makes you jump higher or go faster or like grind further or anything like that it's all just like lets you look cooler um and that was kind of like a real decision to do that and to be like, let's let you unlock some stuff through some easy things. Like you've, you do the score challenges, you, you get some things, you do side quests, you get some stuff, do the other challenges, get some bits from there. There's mastery and other bits that come on kind of later as you progress to let you unlock even more stuff. Um, but we really wanted to make sure that A, like just because you unlocked a thing, it doesn't mean your character is just default better. Like they're not going to give you any stat bonus. Um, and be like, I guess it fits into welcoming as well, right? Like we were like, it's no fun if I go like, here's the red pencil. And if you want the blue pencil, you've got to do something else. And if you want the green pen, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, that sucks. You, you unlock the one and you're like, man, I've got to do like another hundred challenges just to get the one color I want. We were like, just give them all the colors. Yeah. Like straight away, if you unlock that style of t-shirt, just have all five colors and choose. Cause we didn't want to make it like a, a grind to get those things were like, let's make each individual unlock, like hopefully cool enough um, on its own. But that's just, like, we've not done a system like that in a game we've done before. So that, that went through a lot of iterations of like, there was a whole XP system in the game at one point and we were just like, oh man, this is, <laughs> this is, this is a mess, there's enough going on. Um, so I'm really glad we sort of simplified it and simplified it and simplified it. And we just got down to this thing that was like, let's just, use this to reward you for doing the stuff that you used to do in the previous game, but hopefully in a slightly more meaningful way than just doing it. Yeah. I, th I think the thing that comes through alongside that, which is, again, the game is still extremely challenging. Like I am still looking at score challenges. Like who did, who, why, who did this? Who is getting 3 million points right now in this one layer of this conversation? But you know, me being a person who, loves games where you know score munchers and getting into spots where you can you know even if i don't get to that layer seeing how i'm getting close and learning how you know those carrots on the strings are kind of pulling me along has been has been really fantastic i love i love that that's a part of the way this has kind of evolved but I think the other part that I come to with this game that I think Roll7 and, and the Ali Ali series has been known for has been 
some of the best soundtracks on the planet for you playing a game like this that evokes again this chill ass vibe which i think again for a game that is not only you know coming into the space in a time i think is is really needed um but feels like it just adds to the vibe of how good a game like this can be when you have decided you and the team that you're going to continue down this route it, it feels like every game has not only evolved in gameplay and style and that, but in music too. What what is what was the conversations happening, you know, in, in the team about like how do you want to kind of grow in that music space as well? Yo, Khalif, just quickly because you mentioned it, like on scoring. When we set the scores for the end, like the three scores yeah. you gotta do. Yeah. Um I remember chatting to the designers and they were like, it's cool. Like, we'll just take the best, we'll take the best score that QA can get on each level. And that will be like the high one. And then we'll do like half of it. And then we'll do like a quarter of it. Uh, the three. And I, I was like, I think we should take the best score QA can get and like divide it by two and make that the highest score that you should have to get for the level. So when I see people being, and you're saying like three million, who the hell? And like, yeah, we've been up. We've been testing like leagues and high scores against people on the QA team who are doing like six, seven million on some of those levels. What? So How? I, I need those people in my. I'm, I'm. I need those people to come to me and just sit with me in a room and show me the good. Because I, I see it and I'm just like, holy crap! But it doesn't feel. It never feels unattainable. It, it always feels aspirational to me as a person who's like. I know if some other human being did that, I can do that, right? Like that's that's me. Um, and even if you don't hit that highest of scores, you still are getting cool stuff along the way. So I feel like those parts don't necessarily feel in imbalanced in that way. It, it is just like I'm in my room of just like I thought I did everything with my two hands that I could do. How did they get to that number? <laughs> oh, dude, I feel I feel the same way. I'm like, how the hell did you get that? But like soundtrack. Um, it's kind of funny. Like I, I have to admit that I was I was wrong on soundtrack on this game. So we, oh. when we did when we did Oli Oli One, the first time round, right? Um, initially, we were like, "What are we going to do for music?" And I was like, "Oh man, like the Tony Hawk games." I discovered so much music through those games. Um, this is Oli Oli One, right? And I was like, "I want to put like wicked." Uh, like boning and, and like left lane cruiser and like all this like rock and punk and like hard blues music and all this kind of stuff in there and we had that soundtrack and you'd play that game and we were like the soundtrack just makes me angry like i'm playing this game that's hard uh -huh. the soundtrack makes me angry and when we we're in the studio when we were making that game we were listening to like that kind of music that's in the soundtrack right and there was this moment when we were like nobody listens to the music we're going to put in the game everyone's just listening to like this uh, we were calling it swazzy music. You'd listen to stuff, you'd be like, that's a, that's a swazzy track, put that in the playlist, right? And that just became the soundtrack to Oli Oli One. And it's weird that it's like, okay, actually, there was never a flat, there's never a meeting where we sat down and went like, what kind of music are we going to put on the game? It just kind of naturally happened. It was like, this is what we were playing in the studio. And like, obviously everyone's like making the game or playing the game in the studio. And it's like, this music just goes, this is... Yeah. And it's different, like, and like, it, it's weird because it's not the kind of music I guess you see in skate videos and stuff like that, but I feel it still follows a really similar um, sort of, like I discovered so much great music through watching skate videos, like, and this is not necessarily the kind of music you hear in skate videos, but I hope a lot of people 
who play the games listen to it and are like, yo, this is a bop. Like, who yeah. is this? I need to like listen to more of this person's music. Um, and so I did the same thing with Oli Oli World, right? I was like, we did two games that have this kind of music, Oli Oli World. I was like, I want to put different stuff. Like, I want to put some like atmospheric, moody stuff, maybe a little bit of like, I don't know, country. When you're going through the desert, could we have some just country music? Like, maybe that'll work. We went down that route and then we kind of got like six months into it and we're like, nah, nah, Oli Oli has a sound. Right? <laughs> <laughs> don't break it. Just find more of that stuff. And like, uh, Cascade Records, who, who a whole bunch of stuff came from them in this soundtrack, were like amazing and really good at like firing us over more tracks from some of their artists and being like, oh, if you liked those two, like check this out. And um, it was a really good collaboration with them. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm psyched on where that got to and like just kind of building up that that list. It's sad, right? Because we license music, man. So like you always <laughs> you have a list of 40 tunes you want and like there's 10 that you just can't get because you know, it's got uncleared samples in it or like it, it doesn't like the license doesn't work out or whatever, but um, I'm really selecting all the tunes we actually got in the game. Like, and it's awesome hearing people like whatever playing on stream or like chatting about it and just being like, oh yeah, like this one, oh, this one, I love this one. Like, it's a vibe and a half. I think, I think the stuff that I always go through is like, you know, I've been listening to, and it's interesting you talk about the like, you know, Tony Hawk vibe that was in that space and then where this has landed. Uh, at least you know the, the 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 games in the series have landed, and it's always kind of come across as, as for me as important as the gameplay too for me, where I feel like the music layers informed me about not only what the expectation was for here, but also a game that is that is very challenging. It also dropped my level of feeling like. I am beholden to the gameplay mechanics in an interesting way where I'm like, oh, you know, the fact that I can resume pretty quickly after I bail uh, as being a mechanic in the game, you know, having this fantastical world here that that has, you know, everyone, you know, all this, all these things talking to me that I'm like, this would be really great. Like, it's great now, but I haven't played this game when I was high. I need to figure out a time to play this game when I'm high. But all of those layers being there, it just adds to all of that stuff that I feel, you know, when I think of the Ali Ali series, they all connect in that way. Um, it actually reminds me too, because I remember, I forget the guy who, uh, you know, that, that thing that went viral with the guy looking at his phone when he was skateboarding and listening to the music. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like that, yeah, like that also feels like the kind of vibe here, which is great. And I think that was a really fun time for for the community and for the for the internet um in that spot. So I feel like those things connect here. Um couple couple quick things before we let you go, because we're almost out of time. Um if you're a new person coming to the Ali series and getting into Ali Ali World. What's the first couple of things that you should be paying attention to when when it comes to kind of jumping in and, and getting the fullest, you know, experience that you can with Ali Ali World? Oof. Oh, you stumped me there. Aha. Wow. There's always one. There's always one question. You're like, oh shit, yeah, I don't I don't know. Um there's a trictionary. Yeah. I feel like that's a thing that people sometimes miss. You pause the game, hit the right trigger, it's gonna go across trictionary, you can look up all the tricks. Um which can really help you out. Like, obviously, everything gets explained and tutorialized along the way. Um, but that's super useful, especially if you want to, like, if you're really just trying to push those high scores a little bit. Yeah. Like, we don't tell you how to do every trick in a tutorial, and there's a whole bunch of stuff to read in there. Um, and 
Right. Okay. So the, the other, like, the second thing I'd say coming into it is like, there's obviously a temptation. I think with games to be like, I got a hundred percent the content. Like, this level, it's got finish without finish with no checkpoints. Uh, finish level, finish with no checkpoints. Finish these three challenges, get these scores. And I, I love it when like a, there's a video or a stream and someone's playing through in that way because it's just great to see them go through the whole process. But like, you really don't have to play it like that, yo. Like you can just move on, and like a lot of the time, if you just move on, maybe a couple of levels down the line, we're going to teach you something that'll maybe make this a bit easier for you back along the way. Like you'll definitely learn and master all of the game if you beat every single level, all of the things before you go on to the next one. Um, but don't torture yourself. Like we didn't, des- we didn't like deliberately design it that way. We designed it to be a thing that you can kind of loop back through a bunch of times as you get better. Um, so don't feel stuck on that. It's okay. Look, one of the one of the devs says it's okay. You don't have to hundred percent every level before you move on. I free you from these bonds. You may you may go through and play the game and do none of the challenges if you like. It's totally fine. We won't be upset. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Right. It's. I mean, even even just yeah. like, I remember going into the first level where you started to see uh the switchbacks happen and the half pipes happen and was like holy shit like just that visual of being able to change planes in that way was cool but then i remember going back after having done that to an earlier mission to go get some things that were in challenges and then everything wind up clicking again because timing changed or at least timing was very different and the way you thought about it and all that kind of stuff so it is a game where you can go through numerous times and go back and find more ways to kind of tackle a, a a stage that you might have not done as great as you wanted to so i love the fact that that's a part of the replayability part alongside the fact that you're now having this kind of online element of of you know building up you know your scores playing against people which is torturous for me because now anyone who pops up in that upper right hand side of the screen i'm coming for you uh and, and you don't know who i am but you now well you probably do but now you have me to deal with uh i love that layer too uh so i again i think you know ali ali world everything that i've been had a chance to play not only in previews but you know with with review code now I just have to give you all massive, massive props for for making again one of my favorite games of the year. I was already talking about this as a game of the year contender because it was and it is. Uh, for me, it has given me so much joy. It's given me so much ability to kind of just relax and not think about the rest of the world, which I think is a beautiful thing games can do. Uh, so I have to give you and the rest of the role of seventeen massive, massive love and props for uh, me as a fan, me as a, a gaming industry peer, uh, and as a fan of dope ass music. Uh, thank you, thank you again uh, for building this you. out. Thank you so much and, and making this real. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I know it's just awesome to like you know hear that people like yourself played it and like are having a good time with it. It's that it's that weird thing you never know. It's like three years of being like, I, I hope people like it. So no, it's amazing. <laughs> no, it's really right. cool. You're- nice. Uh, before we let you go, I am starting my official campaign to get some spawn on me something into into ali ali world i don't know how i gotta do it i don't know who what gods i have to appease to i want i want a board with spawn on me stuff on it somewhere in the game i gotta figure <laughs> out how to make that happen i don't know i'll, I'll start to change that org position and it'll be a nice one but people will be nice to you about it uh, <laughs> but i'm excited about it john thank you so much for being here thank you again for 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 always bringing great vibes to the show and and, and always um 
making such great work uh, in this space. It really does make me happy to get a chance to play a game like this and, and vibe out. So uh, if you want to give folks a, an idea of where they can go check out the game, you know, where they can go pick it up when it drops, uh, I'll leave this, the, the floor and the stage to you. Oh, man, this is the bit where I'm going to stumble over it. Also, thank you so much. Thanks for having us on. Um, thanks for always like you know supporting the stuff that we do and talking about it uh, and you know hosting all the early world in, in Bracago. Like really appreciate all the stuff you've done for us over the years, Khalif as well, man. It's always better to come on and have a chat. Um, all the early world is out like right now as the world keeps rotating. It's coming out in more places as we speak. It's on uh, current gen and previous gen Xbox and PlayStation. Does like. PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, the Xboxes. I'm sorry, I can't remember all of the letters and numbers they put behind them, <laughs> but the recent one, um, it's on Switch and it's on PC. Uh, so it's dropped February 8th, so probably now. I'm speaking to you from the past. Hello. It's out already. Um, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, roll underscore seven, and Ollie Ollie World Game um, on Instagram. And there's probably others, but hopefully you can find those by clicking on stuff I already said and it'll appear. We'll have all those links as well in in the show notes and all that. You did a fantastic Amazing. job. You nailed it. Uh, John, I just need to learn what Xboxes are in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's not, you didn't name it. It's not your fault. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, John, thank you so much for being here. Every-